You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. And welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and you can find the Needless Things Podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at our home site, needlessthingssite.com, where we post five days a week in addition to the podcast uh, about all the dorky stuff that I just mentioned. It's myself and a crew of writers, very talented, original content. We share some stuff from time to time, but it's a fun site. I think you'll like it. Check it out. Today's episode is brought to you by Underoos, underwear that's still fun to wear that's right remember if you're my age then you remember underoos from when you were a kid you remember having the rebel pilot underoos or the batman underoos and all of that stuff is back underoos are now available in men's sizes small to double extra large junior sizes small to double extra large fits up to a women 16 and youth extra small to medium Each set is meticulously crafted from soft, stretchy, 100% cotton with a relaxed fit that will keep you comfortable all day. The tear tank from each underoos set can be worn as a regular t-shirt, too. But I already knew that. You already knew that. Because that's what I did when I was a kid. I wore out my Boba Fett underoos. They were my absolute favorite set. And that Boba Fett shirt with the Mandalorian armor on the front, I thought was the coolest shirt I owned, and I wore it a lot. I I can go back and look at pictures of me when I was that age, and I have that shirt on a lot. Building a fort with my dad in the kitchen with my mom, it's all over the place. And you're going to want some of these new underoos. It's the same styles, but updated to today. Adult sizes, kid sizes. They've got Skeletor, Princess Leia, Superman, all the old school stuff. And new stuff is coming out soon. You can go to underoos.com and check out the massive selection that they've got. This is all comfortable stuff. I'm going to be reviewing it on the site soon. But what's important, why you want to go to underoos.com is because Needless Things is throwing an underoos party. That's right. You can win a set of underoos, your choice of size and character, All you have to do is send an email to phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com. Underoos in the subject line and tell me what your favorite Underoos character is and what character you would like to see on your Underoos in the future that's not offered right now. You want to see Hellboy Underoos? You want to see Creature from the Black Lagoon Underoos? Let me know. I will pass it on to the awesome folks at underoos so go to underoos.com pick out your size and your style 
send it to phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com and we're going to be giving away a set of underoos to one lucky phantom maniac that's pretty awesome right something we've never done before we're sponsored it's crazy all right now it's time to move on because this is another dragon con episode of the podcast it is that time of year we're focusing on dragon con if you're not going to dragon con listen anyway you know why because we're doing awesome stuff like giving away underoos and we're also you can live vicariously through all of us who are going to dragon con we'll tell you about it we'll convince you that next year you need to go because you do it's my favorite time of the year uh i guess except for christmas uh christmas is is my thing halloween is great because it's kind of all month long what I'm trying to say here is this is this is a pricey corridor of the year. The Dragon Con to Christmas uh, portal costs a lot of money, but it's so much fun. It's the best. And, and I would say, why can't it be like this all year long? But you know what? Why? Why? You wouldn't want that because then it wouldn't be special anymore. If everything was Dragon Con, then nothing would be Dragon Con or something like that. All right, today's episode, it's something that's definitely an annual special now. I had the guys from the American Sci-Fi Classics track on. It's my track. It's the one I work for. Uh, it's the one I, I do my panels on. I love these guys. I, they're, they're family to me. I, I can't even express... Uh, the difference that they've made in my life, my well-being. Uh, I, I, Gary and Joe are just a couple of the most wonderful dudes you could ever hope to meet. And again, I want to emphasize, we talk about this a little bit during the interview, so I won't get into it too much. And we've got almost two hours of interview here. It's all great. It's all fun. You're going to enjoy it. But I want to emphasize, if you're at Dragon Con and you're like, hey, there's a Jason the Wheeled Warriors panel. I That's my favorite cartoon. Talk to somebody. Talk to me. You 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 recognize me with my big purple mask on. Uh, talk to Gary or Joe if you see them. Go talk to anybody and say, hey, I, I'd like to be on that panel. If there's room, you'll probably be on the panel. And if there's not, you'll get recruited to do something next year. You can be a part of this stuff if you want to be. And beyond that, if you just show up for panels and you want to talk, we're, we're very interactive, especially my stuff. I mean... It, it's really the whole track, but my stuff, I, I go in with the intent of involving the audience. That's why I'm hosting a game show where we take audience members and make them contestants. They're part of the experience. I love that stuff, and I know as somebody sitting in an audience on a fan panel, that's what I want. I want it to be interactive. I want it to be fun. Uh, today, uh, we, we cover pretty much everything I'm doing so I'm not going to put anything over uh, panel-wise. But what I am going to do is tell you that you need to go to Needless Things Podcast on Facebook. Join that group, and you will see that we currently have the Needless Things Meetup scheduled for 8 p.m. Sunday night at the Hilton Pool. Now, that location could change, which is why you want to go join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group and keep up with what's going on. Uh, I don't know that the Hilton Pool is really the best place for this, but... It's somewhere that everybody can easily find. Uh, we won't really have any trouble with capacity or anything. Uh, it is outdoors, which I'm not crazy about. You, you know me. I'm not an outdoors guy. I like to hang around the house in my underoos. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. The, the important thing is go join the group, uh, join the event, and keep track of what's going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're just going to hang out. You, you can meet everybody that writes for the site. Uh, you can meet everybody that comes on the podcast. We're all going to be there hanging out. Well, it's Dragon Con, so I can only guarantee that I'll be there. 
<laughs> but I can I can tell you uh, Beth will be there. Beth will definitely be there too. Uh, so so we'll be hosting. Uh, but you can come out and mingle and meet everybody, and we can have some fun. And I've got the last few Needless Things T-shirts uh, that went over like a Led Zeppelin, not the band, an actual Led Zeppelin, uh, that I'll be giving away there. Uh, probably some other prizes, too. I mean, I've got plenty of stuff down here. Unopened toys. Who, who knows? Anything that I don't give away at the game show, I'll be bringing to the meetup. You guys will get some cool stuff. But come out, have fun. We'll get a picture. Uh, maybe we'll record. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Uh, anyway, Dragon Con. Big, huge deal. Just a couple of weeks away. And, of course, now it is time to talk about one of the musical performers that will be at Dragon Con. These guys will literally be welcoming you to Dragon Con Thursday night at 9 p.m. Put it in your app. Hank West and the Smokin' Hots. Right? good name i like it it caught my eye and then it drew me to their web page where you can their web page what am i 60 uh their website where you can watch some of their videos you can check out some of their music they play jazz exotica and new orleans style dance music uh it's 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 hard to describe uh i could compare them to some bands but i don't need to but i think if you guys remember the swing uh revival of the late 90s you know what this stuff sounds like. It's really fun. It's really exciting to watch people play it. And these guys are awesome. I, I really dug them, which is why, I mean, I checked these guys out before I reach out to them. And uh, I re- it was really, I was excited to talk to these guys, just like I was with Snoot, just to, like I was with Here Come the Mummies. I'm excited about all these bands. And you really need to catch them live, because if you watch some of the videos on their website, which if you Google Hank West and the Smoking Hots, obviously it's going to narrow it down pretty well. Check out their videos, see them play. But right now, I'm going to play a track for you. The first thing I listen to, Hachimani. You're going to dig it. It's really, really cool. And seriously, you need to catch these guys live. But right now, here's Hachimani. 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 Hachimani.
It's that magical time of the year, Phantomaniacs. You know who's back on the show. You know what show this is. Because if you saw the listing on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you saw it, you know that I am here with the guys from the American Sci-Fi Classics track. That's right. Once again, Joe Crow and Gary Mitchell are here on the Needless Things podcast to enlighten us with what magic is in store for the very best and greatest track at Dragon Con. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Mean by God, Gene. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Good times are afoot my friends they really are we're just at at the it well even now as we're recording it's just a few weeks away but by the time this posts uh we'll be a couple weeks away from the big shoe and uh i'm excited i'm further along than i thought i would be in preparations but not as far along as i would like to be which i think is probably a universal uh situation yeah, you're you're never fully prepared for the con. You're just, oh no, no. Okay, DefCon Five, we're going live. We're going live. Uh, yeah, it's it's well, that's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> uh, so what what have you guys got in store? That well, first of all, let's talk about last year a little bit. Uh, last year was a ton of fun, and you guys once again put together a, a not even put together, squeezed in. About eight thousand pounds of awesome into a four hundred pound bucket, and really, what what were maybe some lessons learned last year, or what what do you feel like were successes that maybe you didn't expect to be as big as they were, or things that maybe were like, eh, not so much. Uh, one lesson I learned is that trauma is awesome the company the movies um the the lloyd Lloyd kaufman gary you did a panel with him lloyd is a ball he's an absolute ball i get to do a panel with him and with the guys from the casket creatures and i love those guys too the oh the casket creatures yeah because he did their uh, video the only drawback is if you try to do a trauma movie marathon be sure that the room has a player that will play the movies. Oh, no. And secondly, be sure that you have the movies. <laughs> thirdly, when you have the movies and a player that works, and you start watching the movies, trauma fans at about midnight just turn into... Just um, <laughs> chair sitting silence machines. Oh, it what? Was, yeah, it was the least rowdy crowd of the of the convention. Oh, I, I would never have late. expected that. Exactly. I get that it's late, of course, uh, but it's Dragon Con, and secondly. All all weekend long, we have you know b- people interacting. It's a, it's fun. We're having a we're doing a thing, and then I, I go to I go to try to host a festival, and um, the people who showed up were super into it, but super into it like I'm going to sit here and analyze this movie. 
and really focus in on it. You know what I think might be an answer to that, though, or, or an explanation for that? There's a good chance that the people who showed up for that, that panel, that, that uh, showing, were big trauma fans who had seen those movies a lot. Yes. And when you're doing something like showing, oh, I don't know, things that sure. people have not seen there's kind of an excitement and an anticipation and and like people are going to react more but when you're seeing Toxie for the hundredth time it's kind of like yeah i like this this is cool i'm gonna sit here and enjoy it there, there you don't get as visceral a reaction and I, I think that's probably yeah part of it that's exactly what it was it was uh what was the first movie we showed? Uh, their newest movie, the one that had just come out last year. Poultry Guy? No, wait. Poultry Geist was older. What, what came out last year? Um, Shoot. Oh, Return to... Newcomb High? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Return to Newcomb High we watched, and then Tromeo and Juliet after that. Because of James Gunn. Yes. And um, I, I, I don't know what I mean. I actually had not seen either of those movies all the way through, and I really enjoyed them. But wow, wow! <laughs> I was, I was just, I was just in a state of shock the whole time at the the the, the crowd's reaction, I right. guess. And the tech person, who was a lovely, sweet person. I don't think she was prepared for what was going to be shown on screen. Oh, no. So, <laughs> as I'm sitting there going, okay, all right, she's like her entire body and mind were cringing. You could. Oh, was, no. Yeah, if, you, yeah, if you're not ready for trauma, then. No, because people don't, people don't even know. Like, if you don't know trauma, then you don't know there's anything like trauma. Mm hmm. No, no, and she, and so I, I, I feel like she may have been, she may have walked out of there shell shocked, like needed some, needed some alone time, you know, to get her head right. But ooh, mercy! It was, it was an experience. But uh, again, nothing against trauma. No, no, not at all. Or, or their fans. I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, we love the trauma people. It was great working with them. But yeah. yeah. It was the situation, but that was not the biggest negative or even a huge negative. It was just an a, an, an interesting Dragon Con adventure. Right. It just went against what you were expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's one <laughs> of my things from last year. Well, it was it was an amazing year. This year looks to be even more so because I think. We all know, like 1985, as great as the 80s were, and the 70s, and, and uh, you know, as much incredible media as we got from those decades, I think we all recognize that 95, or 95, 85 is very much a landmark year, and, and we're focusing a lot of stuff on 1985 this year. How... How in the world, and we talked about this last year, but it still fascinates me, how do you guys parse it down? Because we're not just, even though 85 is sort of the feature year, mm -hmm. we're also, 
you know, any anniversary or anything from, from the past. I mean, it's easiest to yeah. focus on anniversaries for you guys. So 75, 85, 95, uh, you know, those, one day are, we'll have 2005. <laughs> ah, stop. Ugh. Um, but how do you guys parse it down to a manageable weekend? Because really all you have is four days of, of programming that, that you can fit in. There's only so much you can do. And yet, with a year like this, with so many massive anniversaries, you guys have to make some tough decisions. It'd be easier if they hadn't taken Thursday away from us. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's start with that. What? Uh, looking at it, the way that went down. Well, well, you you guys talk about that. How did what what happened there? Uh, the uh, last year. I like DragonCon has like an online scheduling gizmo. You know, it's just a website where you input schedules and times and such such as that. And that's how they break down uh, uh, the guests and put them where it's just it's a, it's an organization thing. Sure, and that's how they, they put the whole days. everybody together. It's like a yeah. spreadsheet type of thing. It is okay, and they have the 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 guests and the schedule blocked out. And last year. Thursday was available, so I said, "Ding ding, I'm going to put something on Thursday." And well, I mean, I ran it by Gary first, since mm-hmm. <laughs> he would be there. <laughs> uh, and apparently, thir- our, our two panels we did on Thursday were huge. Yeah. Honestly, last year after Thursday, our first two panels on Thursday, I was like, "I don't know how we're going to do after this because we peaked." We did. <laughs> You know, we did, our first panel was the 80 Years of Flash Gordon, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we had the lovely uh, Scott and Debbie Vigaya, who are huge fans of the 80s Flash Gordon movie, and we're all, everybody's having a great time. We're talking about the movie, we're talking about the strips, we're talking about that, and this guy comes in in full Clytus cosplay about halfway through the panel. Yeah. Not planned, it was just he showed up. And uh, we're, we're all like, oh, and, and Debbie sees him and goes, okay, everybody stop. And just turns and goes, Clytus, I'm bored. And he does the whole speech. Oh, my gosh. He does the whole, I have a small M-class planet thing. And we actually ended up sticking him up on the panel. <laughs> and it was a ball. And it was just uh, so many people afterwards like, this is great. This is like one of the best panels ever. And that's the magic of Dragon Con right there. Like, anybody yeah. listening, if you've not been or if you're planning to go or if you're trying to figure out whether you want to go, that is is what happens at Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like, well, for one, and uh, we the other thing is we joke and back this up, we had a lot of people coming to us going, thank God for having something to do on a Thursday night. Yeah. You know, because, I think you know, the deal is, is Thursday that now. over the years, Dragon Con keeps getting earlier and earlier. I was told that years ago um, by, by directors who have been doing it a lot longer than we have, uh, that the con, the panels and stuff didn't even start till Friday afternoon at one time. Mm-hmm. My, my first they, year was 99 and the first panel was like 4 o'clock at a Friday. Yeah. And so it's progressively backed further and further up. And then, uh, I think there were, there was, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying we want to go to a five day convention. I think the size of it eventually we probably will. Uh-huh. Uh, and, if I and our awesome panels help bring that about, then hey, great! 
<laughs> but uh, in the meantime, we'll do what we can with uh, Friday through Monday. And, yeah, and so, I, yeah, so Joe, so you put the stuff in this year. I did. Because we yeah. did it last oh, year. I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I added panels for Thursday because the gizmo said, hey, you can do that. And then when I did, um, some other track directors said, oh, my God, we've got a program on Thursday now. And, <laughs> and I said, not really. You, you don't have to if you don't want to. And then that's when the Dragon Con Grand Poobah said, hey, whoa, what's this planning on Thursday? What's right. This on Thursday? And I said, buddy, it's, it's in the system. And they went, oh, oops. <laughs> we didn't know it was in the system, so they they went up, they went back and uh, made that fix. So now, uh, no, uh, no no official Thursday thing. I, I've We're got victims a, of our own success. <laughs> well, I've got to wonder if there's some kind of upper level, like contractual, or like if there's a specific reason why they can't officially state there are events on it's, Thursday. I, I think so. It could be like the official convention begins Friday morning. And so you can't officially hold things when technically the thing isn't started till Yeah, and, and that's cool, man. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm, but uh, I, it's probably something like that. But I, um, I just kind of uh, I, I, I let uh, people above my pay grade handle all that stuff. Well, and that's that's what it comes down to is that you know we all we all go with the con flow, uh, and and <laughs> quite frankly, Friday through Monday, <laughs> it's enough for now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So when it comes to so you guys, that's what you have. You now have uh, Friday morning, ten a.m. until Monday afternoon, sometime ish, and you have to decide. What are the people going to love the most? What are because uh, you you guys, Joe and Gary, your personal excitement has to enter into this a bit as well. Because I mean, I, I there are probably a few panels that you guys maybe aren't as enthused about it as others, but you first know. Game. Sorry. Wait. What? 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 <coughs> first game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan. Send your hate mail to me. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Squid at gmail uh, believe me, I'm definitely not going to say anything about Alien Nation. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, uh, but you guys, I feel like you strike a good balance between things that, because you can kind of tell you guys get particularly enthusiastic about certain things, and you strike a balance, it looks like, between pleasing the crowd and just doing things that are really exciting for you. Because, I mean, Joe, obviously, we would be looking at a manimal panel every single year. If you were just looking out for your own interests, <laughs> indeed, indeed, we uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work it in. I mean, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's gonna happen. Five uh, minutes but, of manimal in between every panel. Sure, sure. In <laughs> fact, Sunday night we have a. Uh, I have a Sunday night sci-fi theater, and in the official DragonCon description, I said. Come by and vote on what sci-fi thing you want to watch. And then in parentheses, it's probably going to be Manimal. <laughs> so it's, so it's in the system now. There's nothing I can do. Now <laughs> I, I have to satisfy the system. That's right. Yeah, exactly. If you if people show up and you don't have Manimal for them, there's going to be a riot. Oh, yeah. 
they announced at San Diego Comic Con that it, it was just kind of in in a batch of announcements from Shout Factor, and they haven't made a big deal out of it since. But they just did like a, I think they put up a, on the screen a list of upcoming things, and Manimal was on the list. Oh, get out of town! And I got so many tweets. Joe, did you hear about this? Wow. So that's awesome. But well, now I, see. I, I'm, Here's something I'm going to do. I'm going to find a contact at Shout Factor, and I'm going to personally, very kindly email this person, and I'm going to tell them what I've done over these past few years. <laughs> and I'm going to ask them, can I get a blurb on the box? Can uh, I will write the copy on the box if you would like me to do that. <laughs> and however I can be involved – I got to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. You have gonna, to. It's going to be like a Don Quixote thing, maybe, but I'm going to give it a shot. Well, you, no one has carried the Manimal torch higher. Yes, you are the ambassador of Manimal. And it's now, just, now all you need to do is get a contact at Funko to make the Manimal reaction box set. Oh, <laughs> we're close. I mean, they've. <laughs> Eventually, it's going to get to that point where Funko has done everything. Yeah, they're they're going to get to Auto Man and Manimal and and all of our beloved '80s shows. Can you imagine how awesome a, an Airwolf in the reaction uh, style would be? This is what I want. That's exactly what I want. Funko, uh, uh, let me just send out the, the the waves via audio. I want Funko to start doing those action figures for TV shows. Yes. I want the greatest American hero. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want. Uh, I know back in the back in the seventies they did have uh, Dukes of Hazard action figures, but I was six and I didn't have any money. Now I've got. Money. <laughs> <laughs> now I want them. Well, Fun. now you know that uh, Figures Toy Company has done reproductions of the Mego Dukes of Hazard figures. Yes, they have, and they're beautiful. And they're but they. Uh, I I don't know that me did I don't remember if Mego did a General Lee or not. I know that there was a three and three quarter inch scale General Lee uh, mm-hmm. that I had, and boy do I wish I still had it. Uh, but I can say <laughs> that about a lot of toys. But uh, Figures Toy Company is also a, a pretty big contender with the the classic the, yeah. the stuff that you guys deal with. Um, yeah, yeah, and the the um, oh gosh. Uh, I can't think of the name of the company, but they're also doing Funko size, but reaction size figures, and they're doing um, oh Biff Bang Pal. That's it yeah. with and the Twilight doing, Zone uh, figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, I, I love the. Yeah, that's right. They've got the Flash Gordon ones coming out, and that boy, I hope they do some vehicles, but who knows? We'll. And we'll I think have to the, see. I think um, I think that they're also doing uh, Kiss. Which I'm going to have to get. Yeah, they're doing three and three quarter inch Kiss figures, and then again, Figures Toy Company is doing reproductions of the Mego figures. And those, even though, all right, when you're looking at Kiss, you want the crazy like Destroyer or Alive, but they just did a four pack of Dress to Kill in the suits. (laughs) And I really like those, like I, because every every time you see Kiss, they're in the big silver boots and everything. So I think it's kind of cool to have them just in business suits. Yeah, 
business kiss. But we've gotten <laughs> off track, which we yes. have gotten off a little, a little, a little off track. Let's let, that's, let's that's what's going to happen. Get back on track this way. Let's get back on track this way. Okay. At some point on the classics track, we're going to have to watch Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh yes. What year is that? Is that 77, 78, something like that? I remember watching it on TV, so it was somewhere around that era. Yeah. So we, uh, that's, I feel like 77. Uh, yeah, 77 sounds right to me, but that, yeah, definitely in the next couple of years that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. 78. 78? Okay, okay. So we've got... I can watch it earlier than that. I don't know if I can wait three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we could just do... Uh, a kiss appreciation panel. Sure. I mean, there's no, nothing wrong with doing that. True. The thing is, we, um, uh, the, the other tracks, um, have their own slices of, of everything, you know, of, of the, of the history of their, their genres. And, um, but we have everything else. <laughs> yeah. Which is and, what makes it so hard. Well, sci-fi classics casts a, pretty wide net because i mean you you could consider you could put a lot of rock music actually in with sci-fi classics i mean you could get away with doing a queen panel sure you could do a kiss uh, panel uh, you i mean there there's a lot in there you could do a whole 80s um not new wave oh gosh my, my brain has left me yes and who are what are Oh, are, I'm pretty sure we could talk Tegan easily into doing an Iron Maiden panel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean that that would be. You know what might be fun is to do sort of a roller panel format oh. with bands like a that. rock and roller panel, and yes, and the what? audience the audience gets to decide which band gets discussed. That could be no, kind. Of, that could I be like great. It. We have to stick with the rock and roller. I mean, that's just we're doing it. Yeah. Good. We're doing it. Yeah, I think that's really neat. Congratulations, Phantom. The panel is born. <laughs> Inception, right here on the Needless Things podcast. Um, so you guys have a tough job, basically, yeah. is, is what I'm trying to get across here. And you have, I, I, I want to stress, before we really get into the schedule at all, I want to stress that everything we discuss here is tentative. Yes. Uh, Joe, what is, what is the famous line about Dragon Con panels? Everything uh, is tentative until it happens. Yes, until and it has already happened. Until and even then, it really happens. And then, even then, check your sources. Right, right. So, uh, until you have sat through the panel, you cannot be sure. But you know, this—the point here is to give the listeners an idea of what happens at the sci-fi or in the sci-fi classics track room. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to run down basically what's, what's going on, the, the big things we want to, we want to touch on this year and, and things that people can get excited about. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the main way we kind of decide is, is it's a mix of what we really want to do, what we feel like we have to do. Like this year is the 40th anniversary of Jaws. Yes. There's no way we can ignore that. Right. Uh, and, I think it, I speak for Joe and myself is we also know the very valuable lesson, which I heard, I think it was Robin Laws spoke it. He was talking about writing, but never assume the, that your tastes reflect the market. Yes. Mm. I believe me. I am very aware of that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so it, there's a lot of uh, – that's kind of like why we have the Facebook group of we throw out, what do you want to see? And if there's a large clamor for something, we go, okay. <laughs> now let me ask you, since we're on the subject, has there ever been something that you guys have kind of been like, oh, wow, we didn't realize that would be a thing? Oh, uh, there has to have been. Uh, but hmm. nothing's coming to mind. Um, let's see. Well, and you guys – Let me look I mean, at last year. That's here. why – that's why you're running the track, is you guys have a love and an awareness of this stuff that surpasses, uh, you know, the kind of the average con-goer. Mm-hmm. I think it, so. It makes you perfect, <laughs> but it also makes you more intimately familiar with all of these franchises that you're covering. So, to a certain extent, there probably isn't much that would surprise you guys for people to be excited about, because the Classics track is the home of the niche fan. Yeah. I was honestly surprised. I mean, I, I liked Airwolf, you know, since we mentioned that earlier, but I had no idea it was, there was that level of a fandom for it. I mean, we had a costume contest and we got several entries. I was like, well, I knew, oh, really? but I didn't expect it to be like this. Oh my gosh. That's great. Cosplay just broke out. (laughs) Yeah. That surprises me. And that's wonderful too. And that that is something that that's really broken out over the last few years, hasn't it? People sort of getting more classic costume oriented for the track. That's mm-hmm. what I like. I um, we had somebody uh, two years ago, Gary, in the Twilight Zone panel who dressed as the gosh. Oh, the, the little demon head thing that William Shatner kept getting yes-no questions out of? Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, oh. She dressed as that. Oh. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. It was her head done up as the demon head, and she had the box thing as her you know, her body around yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Like and she actually would dish you out the little... Oh, that's great. Yeah, she was great. Oh, that's so good. So, yeah, you got... That's, I mean, that's the kind of thing that this track inspires. Um, so, going into this year... Nothing Thursday night aside from uh, despite our best efforts. Well, but but if people because I I when I get there on Thursday night I kind of like to scope out my stomping grounds and uh, you know if people happen to show up in the track room, sure, yeah, they're not I mean, going to be gonna turned away. It all together, sure. Although there is a, a sing along planned, isn't there, Joe? There is. Uh, our, our neighbors in the uh, American sci-fi fantasy modern day current show track uh, next door to us, um, they're going to just get together and have some like a fun little thing. Like they're going to they're just going to have like a geeky TV sing along. Just everybody, come, everybody come over, show up and have a good time. It's just a it's not an it's an unofficial thing. Right, right. And I think that's I mean, that's kind of fun because that's kind of what Thursday night is, is the anticipation of the start of Dragon Con. Because if you're in the Marriott Thursday night at midnight, you will see basically the approximation of a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> people people count down to midnight. I mean, it's and, and that's. It's fairly recent. Yeah, in the last couple of years is when that started happening. But I kind of like that everybody sort of – because I've only been down there on Thursday the last couple of years. uh, And I've been on and off with whether I made good decisions on Thursday night or not. Uh, (laughs) I'm very glad, actually. I want to thank you guys for one of the Friday morning panels, or at least where it 
is scheduled at the moment uh, that I'm on because it's going to keep me sober-ish Thursday night, <laughs> which is good because I, I need to be in good shape. I've actually got a really busy Friday now, which I, I like because it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep me behaving Thursday because last year on Thursday, I did not behave. I didn't have I didn't have anything scheduled until the wrestling Friday night, so I, I got a little out of hand Thursday with what with Gary Cthulhu wandering around. Nice. I still can't believe that I was following you around and you went into one of the party rooms, maybe about three feet ahead of me, and I was walking with Bo, and you were just gone. And I just looked at it. How do you lose a leopard headed leopard print headed? <laughs> Six foot five luchador. When I uh, when I get properly fueled up at Dragon Con, uh, myself and Needless Things head researcher uh, Ryan Schweck, we become like these weird sentry drones with cloaking abilities. We are unaware that we're wandering off. But we wander off. But the interesting thing is, if we're in proximity, we always end up together. But uh, people lose track of us like crazy, which, as you said, a, a gigantic guy in a purple luchador mask. Really? You lose that guy? But it, it happens. Uh, this year should be a little better for me. So Thursday night, if you're in the vicinity, show up in the Classics track room and just see if some impromptu, completely unplanned, unscheduled uh, thing is happening. Stop by and say hello. And then Friday morning is when things officially begin. Now, I went, uh, which, by the way, anybody listening should go on Facebook, find the American Sci-Fi Classics track group and join because it's a lot of fun everybody there is so nice there i have yet to see one of those nasty internet outrage dispute things <laughs> happen there um and i don't know if it's you guys wielding a mighty hammer or if it's just that it's a bunch of cool people i suspect that it's just a bunch of cool people uh, but it's it's a great place to get information, and obviously in the next couple of weeks you'll be finding out a lot of what's going to be going on during the track. But the tentative schedule that I have, the first <laughs> official panel on Friday, is Disney Afternoons. Is that still right now the case? Believe it or not, yes. What? Get out of town. <laughs> yep. So. Still uh, Friday at 10 a.m., if I was not on the following panel, I would want to be on this panel because Disney Afternoons were a huge deal to me. Uh, you know, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, all of that good stuff. Uh, I was a little old for it at the time, but at 39 now, I'm a little old for pretty much everything that I'm into, so obviously I don't care. Uh, I loved that stuff. I love DuckTales was formative for me. So this is an exciting panel. What made you guys decide to do that this year? We got a request. <laughs> there you go. From uh, one, of, one of you guys. It was either, uh, maybe it was Sue. I think it was uh, Sue Kizenweather. Uh, or Sean. Or both of them. Mm. But yeah, Sue, you have to come because Sue is going to have special headwear. <laughs> She's got a Darkwing Duck hat that she Oh, Joe, I wasn't going to say. Did I spoil it? Ah. 
Yes, she's got a Darkwing duck hat. Oh, wow. Also, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. I apologize. <laughs> hey, that's okay. We all figured that out about three minutes in. Uh, but yes, that's... Uh, it's still scheduled for that time. And as far as... I, uh, the main reason we did it is like you, your reaction there, Fandom, spells it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there there is... That's one of those, like, oh, that touches deep in my heart. I mean, that because the Disney Afternoons were a landmark of programming when they happened because afternoon television was very much comprised of marketing, you know, up until that point. And and when I say that, I say it with the utmost love because G.I. Joe and He-Man and Transformers and all that stuff, I mean, that's my core. That's where I come from. But the Disney afternoons were kind of the next wave of animation and... It's a quality that had never been seen on television before. So this is, Very to true. me, this is an important panel, and I, I think it's going to be a fantastic one. But uh, the for next... me, it was Tailspin. That was the one I loved. Yeah, Tailspin was great too. Well, it... and that's the thing is Ducktales. I, you know, Ducktales killed it. It was amazing, and from Ducktales came all of the other shows. You know, not necessarily direct spinoffs like Darkwing Duck was. But uh, you know, the Rescue Rangers, uh, right? That they they all happened because of the success of Ducktales, and then the next wave after that was the Warner Brothers years, which I guess uh, at some point, probably next year or, the, or two, well, you, you'd have to do a Warner Brothers animation. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And one of the main reasons we also did it is, um, I think Joe and I, uh, we also want to start getting some more '90s stuff in the show in our tra- programming. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we don't want the track to go static. Well, you have to nurture the next generation of, of uh, classic sci-fi track irregulars. True. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it exactly. is difficult. We, uh, it's difficult for me to relate to the Power Rangers kids, but they are there, and we must. Oh, and if the Silk Road didn't have them in a death grip, we would. <laughs> oh, oh that yeah. is their thing, isn't it? Yeah. Ah. Uh, and and Ed, they do a terrific job. Honestly, um, I'm tickled when other tracks get some of our stuff because it's <laughs> out so much. Well, sure, sure. It, well, it takes some of the pressure off of, right. oh, God, thank God we don't have to cover that. Well, and that that is such a massive franchise that it really would be. I mean, honestly, you could almost do a Power Rangers track. I yeah. mean, it, it is huge beyond comprehension. Um, let's move on Friday morning to one of the panels that I am the most excited about. I ordered a shirt specifically for this panel. This is again, near and dear to me. If, if it's still the same time slot, uh, (laughs) and that is the science fiction movies of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah. You guys, I would like to give each of you a big, huge kiss for scheduling this panel because, you know, again, being the age that I am, Schwarzenegger is is iconic to me. 
fortunately, he has not besmirched himself as horribly as some of my other childhood heroes have lately. Hmm. Uh, but we are, you know, he, he has he has done some not great things, but compared to other folks, he's still... I have still, no idea what you speak of. Uh, right, right. Well, and that's the thing, is we're not going to get into that, but there are a couple of guys that used to be pretty big in my pantheon that are now, you know, shall no longer be named, which is which is awful. It's tough to deal with. But Schwarzenegger had a little infidelity, but apparently yeah. that's not as big a deal. So, so we'll uh, we'll forgive him and we'll talk about his his sci fi movies. And I love that we're specifically getting into his science fiction stuff because you know he really did cover a lot of genres over his career, and the sci fi stuff comprises. You know, probably some of his best known movies, but but we get to focus in a little bit on stuff like Predator and uh, The Running Man, which I'm super excited to talk about. The Running now, Man. once well, of course, once Predator's anniversary rolls around, we got to do a Predator panel. Oh, sure, sure. And, well, and uh, that's why something like this is fun, though, because yeah. we get to jump around a little bit and talk about some different things. But there's always room to focus on, you know. A movie later on. Oh sure, yeah. That's and the main we, reason we we rolled them up is he's got like four that came out on anniversaries this year. Yeah, yeah. like this year's the anniversary of Total Recall and something else. So yeah, I Shoot. mean he's, something else. Yeah, something else. Um, I'm proud of the title personally. Yeah. Oh, Schwartz Sports panel, panel is great. I honestly, you could and and. I think we have all discovered to one extent or another that, that making t-shirts is impractical at best. <laughs> but, uh, aside from a general classics track panel t-shirt, I think a Schwartz panel t-shirt would sell like hotcakes. That is this just is, a great yeah. game. <laughs> Eventually we're just gonna, we're just gonna have to just do full merchandising. We're gonna be like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of of uh, of 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 sci-fi convention tracks, there's just going to be so much. Well, and and that's the thing is it, it's totally plausible that, because you there's plenty of tribute stuff that can be done without stomping on any you know specific licenses or merchandising or anything like that. I mean, there's so much encompassed here. So the Schwartz panel, 11:30 a.m. on Friday, uh, it it will be awesome. I mean, obviously. The personality and the uniqueness of Arnie's movies is going to be a great subject matter. After that, one that, oddly enough, is not in my wheelhouse, but that is going to be a huge panel, still the Goonies panel? Mm-hmm. As of now? Uh, uh, it's moved, but it's still happening on Friday. Okay. Okay. So, what's uh, after the Schwartzer panel? Let's 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 stick with that. After the Schwartzer panel, um, now uh, we've got a few uh, a few panels with a few celebrity guests, as always this year. And but you never know. Again, I think those are even more tentative than our fan based panels that we do in the track room. But sure. We we don't have. Last year, we just had an embarrassment of celebrity guests. Um, yes. It was crazy how many people we had this year we have fewer but still awesome um we've got um they, they've got go ahead I, I i just i cannot believe my mind that we've got gary lockwood 
2001, A Space Odyssey, we're having a reunion. Yeah, it's, but it's, even it's, more importantly, to me. Oh, really? Yes. I had I didn't even know about this one. Let's let's talk yes. about this. He played Lieutenant Commander Gary Mitchell in the episode of Star Trek where no man has gone before. He has not been to Dragon Con since 1999. Oh, wow. I know, because I have a picture of myself with him that I've been trying to get signed <laughs> since 1999. Because <laughs> I walked, I saw he was there, and I didn't know he was there, and I walked up to him, and I was like, oh my god, you're not going to believe this, and this probably happens to you all the time, but I'm Gary Mitchell, that's my name. He goes, that's never happened to me before. <laughs> and I don't know if he was lying to make me feel good, or if it actually doesn't, it, you know, or it actually hasn't never happened. Either sure. way, it's a moment of like, ah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And he's back this year. Yes. Oh, man. I so want to get a picture with him, but just tag you in it, like in all the different <laughs> social medias. Yes. Oh, man. That's fantastic, man. I'm happy for you. That's great. Oh, I am over the moon on this one. <laughs> that would be... All right. Let me let me real quick pitch you guys or tell you guys my, my genius, uh, my way to pay for Dragon Con at Dragon Con. I bring a little photo printer, an 8x10 photo printer, and I make it known like, hey, I will print up an 8x10 photo of anything you want and sell oh. it to you for 8 bucks on site at the con. That's good. Right? Mm. Because... You know, the, the guests, they charge whatever. They, if you bring your own item, they charge whatever. If you buy an 8x10, you know, they charge whatever. They don't, it's not impacting their profits in any way, but it's a chance to give like somebody who shows up at con and is like, uh, th th this is what made me think of this. Julian Sands was there last year. Oh, yeah. And I very much wanted a picture of him as the creature from Naked Lunch. Obviously, Julian Sands is not touring around at cons with pictures of him as the creature from Naked Lunch. <laughs> he's got pictures mm -hmm. from Warlock. He's got pictures from, like, CSI or whatever his guest spot was. But he doesn't have that. But I'm the guy. Dude, I would have paid 10 bucks for that immediately if somebody had been like, look, I can give you that for him to take and go sign. Like, that's a business waiting to happen. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's let's get back. Gary Mitchell's going to be there. What is the 2001? Yeah, the other guy, the guy who played Dave. Okay. Um, uh, Udo Kier, is that yeah, his name? Yeah, Udo uh, Kier. Udo Kier. That's right. Um, and, and in fact, it's uh, Kier D'Elia. Oh, Kier D'Elia. Okay, okay. I knew it was something weird like that. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish Udo Kier was there as well. Mm. Udo He'll Kier passed. Did he eventually? Pass? Yeah. I don't know if he's ever been. But I feel he like would he be has. a great get. He totally I would think. if he's still alive, which I'm not sure about. I think he's alive. I, he and I know he's in those Iron Sky movies. So Yeah, right. Because, unfortunately for him, uh, genetically he was assigned as evil Nazi. <laughs> it just happens sometimes. Yeah. So 2001 reunion, when is that happening or how tentative is it? Uh, super tentative, as always, but <laughs> sure. uh, Friday, Friday 1 p.m. Okay, very cool. And then, but that would not be in the track room. Yeah, that's that'll be, be one of the in main. the grand ballroom. 
Okay. So, yeah. All this stuff will be on the DragonCon app when that's released. So, oh, don't good go call. by. Yeah, yeah, good call. That's um to you guys listening that are going to DragonCon or thinking about going the things you absolutely positively want to do are download the DragonCon app, which you can get from the iTunes store or from the Google Play store. Mm-hmm. And for also, free. once you... Yeah, for free. Uh, and, and in there, you can go through every single panel, performer, everything that's happening at DragonCon and add it to your own personal schedule. Uh, you can add five things in the same time slot. So if you kind of know, like... Well, I kind of want to do that. I kind of want to do that. Maybe I want to do that. You can have them all in there and decide. Now, granted, you're going to need to decide at least an hour or so beforehand, but uh, you can figure out what you want to do and have a good idea because you want to make your schedule before the weekend starts or you're going to miss a lot of stuff. And then also they've got on site, they have uh, the physical copy of the pocket program, which is just a small uh, newsprint you know, book of everything that's going on. But the great thing about the app is it's constantly updated throughout the weekend. So if something does happen and a panel that you've put into your schedule gets changed, it will change in the app in your schedule. So if you've got something Friday at 1 p.m. that you wanted to see and it gets shifted to Sunday at 3.30, it will happen in your app and it will give you a notification. So you know, oh, instead of going to see the Airwolf panel... I can now go and see the Garbage Pail Kids panel or whatever. Yeah. You get the idea. That's how I keep track of what I'm doing all weekend. Yeah, it's the only way to go. And it's really good about working because, as, as you might imagine, uh, all the networks, you know, Verizon puts up a tower, AT&T puts up a tower now. Uh, so it's better than it used to be, but sometimes it's still kind of challenging to get a connection on your cell phone. But the, the app is really good about updating, like when you're roaming around between hotels or whatever. It's I, Last year, it, it was basically flawless as far as getting me where I needed to be on time. So, 1 p.m. Uh, in the Grand Ballroom, is that, the, is that in the Marriott? I don't know. <laughs> that's that, that. That's the Overlord's area. So, so that basically add it to your app, and it will tell you where to go. Uh, and then in the track room at one p.m. Um, I know where that is. Uh, that it's uh, <laughs> this is heavy. The science of Back to the Future. Oh, interesting. Now With, Scott uh, Begay, Scott Begay must be on that one. Yes, he's the ringleader of that. He's and, the smartest um, man I've ever met in my life. It, yeah, mm, wow, indeed. And so he's, and he's all super about sweet. Yeah, yeah, super nice. Not, it's amazing because he has this intellect uh, that is far beyond anything that that any of us mortals possess, and yet he is incredibly nice. He's very good at explaining things, and he has not an ounce of condescension in him. And also loves Manimal. Yes. Uh, well, so, what more do you need? The the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy's he's a peach. He's a delightful he guy, and so so he, we're doing a ton of stuff with him um, uh, all, all weekend long. But uh, he's going to school us on um, if uh, on 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 if you can travel through time in a car, and I think you can because <laughs> it hasn't proven that you can't. So. <laughs> That's what we'll do. 
And I love those kind of uh, conceptual debate panels that you guys do like that. Mm-hmm. Those are always a lot of fun. Uh, That's so, what I want. So that one's at 1 p.m. in the track room, which, by the way, is Marriott M303-304. It's behind the yes. FedEx office in the Marriott on the marquee level. Very easy to find. Excellently centrally located room. I mean, it, yeah. it really is a fantastic spot. Like, I think even if even if they said, hey, you guys, we'll give you a bigger room, I think your location is more valuable than if you were able to get more space. The only problem with our room is just that weird elbow shape. It is an incredibly strange shape, but at the same time, it it is it's more interesting than like it's weird experiencing panels in there is actually more interesting than just sitting in a big square room. Yeah, and I know that sounds strange, but it just creates this different dynamic than just sitting in like a classroom. Yeah. It yeah, does. that's actually something I would like uh, Joe will, I think, will back me on this. One of the things that we love about our track is that it's never like just sitting in a classroom. Oh, no. no. So <laughs> many other tracks. You go in, you sit down, and the presenters talk at you. You know, I'm not going to name any names, but, you know, some of that's what it's like, and that's all. They know can. who they are. Yeah. <laughs> and that couldn't be but the most. I mean, that's the reason a lot of people, I think, avoid fan panels. They think it's going to be something like that. And that's right. just. Uh, you, the, all three of us, you and you and Gary and, and, and you, Phantom, and me, for years before we were involved in doing anything on panels as part of the entertainment, basically, uh, we went to panels. Yes. We were there. We were there in the crowds with everybody else. And through luck or. Um, just shenanigans. Shenanigans. We ended up being in charge of stuff, and so now we, we, our track is how we would want to see a sci-fi convention panel. Yes, that, that's why. That's what we do all weekend. We're all there at Dragon Con to have fun with other people to interact. To, to share our passion for these genres and these franchises. And that's what each and every panel in the sci-fi track, uh, sci-fi classics track is, is, is to share. It's not to present, it's to share and engage. And, and that's, that's why, and we'll get to this in a little bit here, but that's why I changed the format of my panel this year, uh, is because I wanted it to be more interactive and more engaging. But we're not to that yet. Now we're to. I don't. Oh my gosh. We we we're 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 still on like Friday. We're afternoon. still on Friday. But whatever. Two thirty Friday. What's happening now? I have no idea because you guys are already. Uh, we're we're doing the Goonies at two thirty. Okay. Okay. So it's not that big a switch. So the Goonies. Uh, we don't even. Honestly, it's the Goonies. People. That's going to be packed. It's going to be standing room only because it's the yeah. Goonies. Mm-hmm. Um. And then at four o'clock. Four o'clock. It's all you. All me, uh, this is a new thing that I'm doing. I was going to say I'm trying, but I'm not trying because I'm doing. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, myself and I think five or six other panelists, both of you guys included, will be bringing toys to the panel and will be sharing stories uh, about these toys, uh, action figures, toys, whatever they might be. Uh, their history, their meaning to us, maybe a specific thing happened with or to this toy. Uh, it's it's going to be a very 
uh, personal sharing type thing. And of course, we're encouraging the audience as well to bring in their toys and be ready to share their stories. Now, I am bringing three or four different things just in case the audience decides to not participate as much as I'd like them to. So we will be prepared to talk uh, for as long as we need to because I think the three of us are all pretty good at that. Uh, but this this is designed to be a very uh, interactive and uh, intimate panel, and and I think toys are something that pretty much everybody can relate with on some level. So I, I'm very excited about this one. I'm very excited about doing something different. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I've got my toys lined up, and uh, then after that, on my schedule, our pals at Retro Blasting. Is that correct? Um, um, I believe maybe? so. Yes. Voltron? Yes. Love the Retro Blasting. Retro Blasting, who are uh, some of the most, where, where I get by purely on enthusiasm, the Retro Blasting folks uh, are full of knowledge and facts and information. And, you know, my, my panel, you're going to get me doing what I'm doing right now. Their panel, you're going to learn stuff you never knew about franchises you absolutely love. So they are doing a Lion Force anniversary panel. It's going to be all about Voltron. And you are going to come out of that panel smarter than you were when you went into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7 p.m. This, this is one of the, I think this is one of the big boys of the whole weekend. And that is, uh, un- unless it's changed, Jaws. <laughs> uh, Jaws, the 40th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Bruce. Yeah. Tales of Bruce. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Can we... I don't think you can understate the impact of that movie. No. Mm. No. I mean, well, no, you can't, over, you, can't, you can't overstate it. You, yeah. you can't... Or, yeah. You can't overstate it. Yeah, because... Right. It's the beginning of Spielberg. It's the beginning of the summer blockbuster. I mean, it, it's it's huge. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the reason we have tentpole movies in the summer. Yeah, there's really nothing that can be compared to it. It's, it is easily... And what's interesting about it is it's rated PG. Mm-hmm. That's a PG movie. I certainly mm-hmm. have not let my seven-year-old son watch it yet. Uh, I wouldn't. We're, we're, getting, we're <laughs> getting there, but not yet. Yeah, I am a personal cautionary tale. My father, in all his wisdom, just shortly after my fifth birthday, decided this is the perfect movie to oh, take and no. see in the theater for the first time. <laughs> first movie I ever see in a theater is oh, Jaws. No. And, it, and I have a tale from the showing that I will reveal at the con. It's a, here's a tease. <laughs> oh, tune in. Nice. Uh, I have to come to the con to hear it. <laughs> and then after that, uh, Damnation Alley. Tell me what's going on with that. We've got um, a couple of guys from uh, an Atlanta area um, improv group called Einstein Simplified, and they volunteered a few months ago. And they said, "Hey, we'd we'd like to come and do uh, um, just uh, like an like an old sci-fi movie." And um, they picked Damnation Alley because it hasn't really been done by your riff tracks people or anybody like that. And um, I said. I'm in. Let's give it a shot. So we're trying um, a new thing. We'll see how that goes. I think it's going to be fun. I don't know that I've seen Damnation Alley all the way through, so I'm I'm excited. It's going to be a cool thing. Well, it's not George Picard, so it's it's good. Yeah, and Jack I mean, Vincent. 
starting starting from Papard is great. Did you say Jane Michael Vincent also? I think he's in it. Once again, mistaken. the Airwolf connection. Um, but that's it's so great that you guys are willing to you know do stuff. I mean, that's why I'm here. Is you guys were willing to give me a chance and try something different, and and uh, fortunately for all of us, it worked out. Ten p.m. What is happening at ten p.m.? Ten p.m. is Alien Nation. Yes, this one demanded repeatedly, <laughs> loudly. <laughs> well, is does he really demand anything any other way? That's true. <laughs> that is. So yeah, yeah. Sean from Sean Castig loves him some Alien Nation, and I apparently he just picked like a few weeks ago to tell us, <laughs> like, okay, yes, uh, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun because the enthusiasm, uh, the, any, whenever you find any one person who just loves a show and I guess I'm talking about myself with Manimal, um, and I don't know if Sean is at Manimal levels with Alien Nation, but seems like it. So this is what you're in for with, uh, the Manimal, the Alien Nation panel at 10 o'clock. Well, and here's the thing is even if even if Sean does not match the level of passion that you have for Manimal, he is a fire machine who is full of enthusiasm. So it's going to be an enthusiastic, awesome panel. That's because one of the things that's I what um, he does. Exactly, exactly. He uh, he he just uh, he's 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 uh, he's a wacko and. <laughs> <laughs> And, and we that with love. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, the the uh, alienation, get, well, whenever we plan a panel, we put it out on the Facebook group and say, hey, guys, uh, check this out. What do you, what do you, and we got such a huge reaction from alienation fans. And um, so all those guys are going to come by. It's going to be great. And then finally, to close out Friday night, uh, I like the sound of this, uh, although. Again, this is almost something that could be its own track, uh, an 80s fantasy film tribute. Yeah, this was um, our, our buddy um, and Revolution SF podcast uh, co-host, uh, or frequent guest, uh, Tegan Hendrickson, uh, came up with, um, and, and you'll hear from her uh, later on, but um, she said, you know what, let's talk about the... Last Unicorn and Flight of Dragons. Oh wow! Um, so so I said, you know what's a good time to do that would be Friday night when sure. we're just hanging out, chatting about movies. So that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And that it's- brings us to Saturday. And what better time than Saturday, first thing in the morning, 8.30 a.m., and boy, you guys are nuts with your 8.30 a.m. panels. We swore <laughs> we wouldn't do it, and, and then... Uh, yeah, I understand. For, this, uh, for, for, for the, for the Saturday, Saturday morning, um, if we were going to do it, which we are, this would be the time to do it, because we're doing the 30th anniversary of Thundar the Barbarian. Yes, which is uh, May... may Bo Brown strike me down with lightning, but is far superior to He Man. I'm so sorry, Bo. I'm so sorry. Bo. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we're gonna do some Thunder the Barbarian, and we'll probably watch a little something of Thunder the Barbarian. And 
we 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 may talk about general Saturday morning sci-fi, but um, Thundar is worth an hour. Yeah, Thundar's Thundar's great stuff. And then at ten a.m., uh, one that I, I'm I really want to get back to the parade this year because I haven't seen it in a few years because Saturday mornings are. Uh, you know they're a little rough for me after after a night of yelling at wrestlers and and doing the things I do on Friday night. I'm not always present on Saturday morning, but I would really like to see a panel called "Permissible Mullets of Sci-Fi and Fantasy." <laughs> Where this what? This has got to be Tegan. Yes, it's Tegan. <laughs> like a year ago, she said, "You know what." What if I did? And we all laughed. We said, you know, what if, what if you did a panel just about mullets of sci-fi? And she said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I said, you know, we've got a track room. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Which so is how is many thing. of these happen. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So um, what we'd like to do, and this is something that we have like some spotlight times when we like to put certain things. And a lot of the a lot of track directors say they 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 ask their own groups of people should we program against the parade and it's it's mixed people say well no i i want to go to the parade or no i hate the parades <laughs> right so we're 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 doing something for the parade haters well and i think that's smart because you know, like me for the past few years, I, I, you know, I saw the parade two years in a row for the first time. Well, I, I saw it for the first time several years ago. Uh, and the following year I went again. And, you know, if you have not seen the Dragon Con parade, you have to because there's nothing like seeing hundreds of people in every nerd genre costume you can imagine trooping through the streets of downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Nothing in your life will ever be on the same level of delight as that. Um yeah, I still remember when it started and it was like the it was like ninety nine or two thousand the this um the Salvation Army had a parade. And we're st- <laughs> having their convention at the same time as Dragon Con. And I tell you that was a ball <laughs> watching these two crowds mingle. And a bunch of Dragon Con people watched the parade and went, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and so exactly, it you know, how so much good stuff happens at Dragon Con is someone goes, hey, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if, if you've not seen the parade, you need to see it. But once you have seen it, you're going to be set for a couple of years. So if you're in that category... There are panels going on Saturday morning, and out of all of them, permissible mullets of sci-fi and fantasy is obviously the one that you need to see. It is the superior. Eleven thirty, uh, <laughs> beneath the planet of the apes. Yes, which it's, uh, yeah, it's the anniversary of Planet of the Apes, and there is an. A Planet of the Apes cosplay group that got in touch with me one year ago and said, "Whatever you want us to do, we're in." Oh so, wow, we're doing it. I'm, I'm bring your video cameras. I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. We'll come up with something. Oh my but, gosh, uh, 
I uh, the, the the guys are a hoot, and they're going to be in. I've seen them before. They've been there before, just wandering around. And yeah, I said, yeah. We need to give those guys something to do. So, and 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 them and us, we're going to talk about the the first sequel to Planet of the Apes. Which you know, there are some people who say it's the best of the series. I'm not one of those people, but it's a very good movie. <laughs> but so come and enjoy the debate. Yeah. Uh, following that. And, and this is another, to me, just because this is something that I remember very specifically from my youth enjoying, uh, another landmark panel of the Lost in Space, a 50th, 50th anniversary of Lost in Space. That's wild. Uh, you guys have to have some good people lined up for this one. We've got some terrific experts about, of, and, and fans of the show. We're going to talk about that. We, we gave, gave a shot to getting some cast members here, and that didn't work out. But but we're gonna we're gonna give the sh- the show a good uh, a good report. I think we're gonna we're gonna knock it out of the park like we always do. But <laughs> but the, the show is just a seminal sci-fi. I mean I mean when you hear the word sci-fi classic, you got to talk about Lost in Space. So we're we're gonna do that, and um, we uh, they're. Um, the uh, the cast members love the show. Still get together; they're like family, and so we're going to treat it like that. Where I, I think there's a reverence to the show, and um, I think the the legacy of it is still it's still out there. I mean, it's still something that could be revisited today in a new series or a new movie. Yes, and um, in fact, I believe in September. Now that I've blithered on for a second, I, I'm reminded that in September a new Blu-ray edition of the show is coming out. And I think it's the complete series. And I'm pretty sure that Bill Mummy and, um, or Mummy, Bill Mummy, I don't know how it goes. Uh, <laughs> Bill Mummy and uh, the cast members are involved in doing new extras um, for the big set. And yep. that's going to be a terrific thing. Um, yep. But before that happens, we're going to do a Lost in Space panel. The main reason I want that box set is it has the every, entire cast who's still around reading as an I think as an like an audio play a thing that Bill Mummy, who's written books and comics about Lost in Space after the show ended, he's written a thing called Epilogue, which ends the journey. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Terrific. So it's like I've gotta know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, following Lost in Space, uh, now this is something that the Classics track has always been very conscious of and to, to my mind has always put a lot of effort into being extremely inclusive, extremely diverse uh, in in panelists. And you guys have a couple of panels that are focused on uh, – you've got Xena – which has a strong female representation with Tegan, uh, Sue Cousinweather, and Jessa Phillips. And, uh, I mean, Xena, another massive landmark show because it brought uh, fantasy back to television, really, and presented it in such a way with the humor and the action. Uh, you know, really, Sam Raimi was a producer on the show, and it, it was something completely different that paved the way for for a lot. Now, granted, it came out of Hercules, 
but I think Xena really is is the one that people look to it, as, as being influential on television, even up to today. Well, Xena was more serious of the two shows, you know. But it Hercules still never really had lost that its goofy wit. Yes, and I actually think it was the better show. Oh, sure, absolutely. Well, and that's the thing, is Hercules, it was another one of those situations where the original show felt like, well, we have this concept, and let's go with it and see how it works, and then the spinoff was basically the summation of everything that they learned from doing the original show. Mm. It's like, we can be a little more serious and still have that, that cleverness to the show, uh, you know, we can have a different tone, but still have the qualities, you know, t- do some serious storytelling. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really do feel like Hercules was the experiment and Xena was the result. Uh, and then following that one, you have truly outrageous female heroes of classic sci-fi. Uh, again, a fantastic collection of female panelists, Debbie Vigay, Tegan Hendrickson, and Sue Kesenweather. And this one, obviously, you've got to talk about Jem. Uh, mm-hmm. What other what other subject sure. matter? This is a panel I am very proud of, and it was my idea that we do this and that we keep doing it every year. Uh, and putting up a all women panel to talk about all of it. They, and the thing I love about this is, and the reason we're able to do this every year is every year is almost completely different. It's whatever the get, whatever who's on the panel wants to talk about, either individual characters or individual shows or treatment of the characters or whatever the uh, the people attending want to talk about. There was two years ago, it was a great panel, and it was almost all questions from the audience of what do you think about this? What do you think about this representation? What do you think about this character trope or whatever? And last year, uh, they made me moderate against my will. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I want it to be, I want it to be an all women panel. It's women's voices, right? Uh, you know, and it was all. I let the panelists go, and you know, we talked about Shira. We talked about, uh, you know, uh, Wilma Deering. We talked about, you know, anything that will come up can come up. <laughs> uh, it, it is basically is not, just, yeah. Hmm? Oh no, go go ahead, go ahead. I this is not at all to say if you are just hearing about our track for the first time that. We don't have ladies on other panels. Or yeah. that- <laughs> oh well, no. We've we've already, you know, Sue and and Tegan have already been. They're all over the place. They're everywhere. Yeah. But this is this is an opportunity uh, to focus on female roles in science fiction, and and I think having mm-hmm. female voices uh, is critical to to a thorough examination of that. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because you could get a bunch of dudes up there, but really, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's just, no. <laughs> and then following that is yet another highlight. Everything's a highlight. I need to come up with a different word, but <laughs> another highlight of the Classics track, uh, the match game. Yes. And I, I'm not even qualified to put that over. You guys, this is your, this is the, the crown jewel for you guys. <laughs> This was uh, our previous director, Ron Nastrum. Um, just he's like the Johnny Carson to to, to me, and Gary, and uh, we're the Letterman, Arsenio, Conan. Uh, I'm the Arsenio. Can I be Arsenio? I've always be, uh, yeah. thought of you as such. 
Okay, great. <laughs> and, I'm the Colin Quinn. Yes. <laughs> I've always thought of Gary as... Kind of obscure in the corner and everybody forgets about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ron, Ron was the Johnny Carson who made the perhaps uh, fatal error to uh, let me and Gary be on panels years ago. And he uh, is great friends with uh, Gil Gerard, the guy that plays Buck Rogers. And they had this crazy idea to just do a silly game show panel. Um, it's Match Game, which, YouTube it if you haven't seen it. It's crazy. It's a bunch of celebrities from the 70s um, answering double entendre questions in the usually filthiest way possible. <laughs> and But it was on daytime television in the 70s. And everyone had giant hair with Aquanet sprayed on it. They all wore polyester, and they were all so drunk. <laughs> Charles Nelson by God Riley. Charles yes. Nelson Riley. The 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 Weird Al song CNR about Charles Nelson Riley pretty much sums up all of Match Game. Everyone was like that, and we are recreating it with uh, it's on Saturday at seven o'clock. And Mr. Gerard, who's just a fun guy, he is local to the area. He swoops in. He doesn't tell us who the celebrity panelists are going to be until they walk in the door. And it blows our mind every year. Last year, um, last year, Darla from Buffy, the uh, Julie Benz, that's her name. Julie Benz was there. And um, also uh, John Ratzenberger from Cheers. Cliffy was in our track room, you guys. That's incredible. I walked in after um, everybody had started gathering, and I walk in, and there's Cliffy. Here's Cliffy sitting sitting at, at, at the at the at the table uh, at the desk in in our in our in our area, and I didn't know what to say or do. I was like, "Oh my God, Cliffy's here! What is going on?" But so much fun stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So that's happening. That's yeah. that's. Um, that's going to yeah. be a fun thing. And, yeah. and Eric Wang fi- has and been on there. Hmm? To, to know who is going to be there, you have to be there. Yeah. 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 We've had Garrett Wang. We had Sylvester McCoy two years ago. Yeah, we had a doctor. He just walked in. That's ridiculous. And the dude was hilarious. Oh, he's Sylvester McCoy put on one of the very best panels I've ever seen. Uh, his first, I guess it would have been two years ago, his first year at Dragon Con. Uh, he did a panel not about Doctor Who, but about everything he has done other than Doctor Who. And he was engaging and hilarious and incredible. And, and ju- any, anything I want to tell our listeners, go see something that Sylvester McCoy does. Because he he is an entertainer in the purest sense of the word. He he is there for the laugh or the ooh or the ah or whatever. Uh, following the match game, which I've got to tell you, I'm glad I am not directly following the match game. Sci-fi legends uh, attribute to Christopher Lee and Leonard Nimoy, mm. which I mean that's I, I I don't even have words there. We we lost two. Massive influences, legends on the industry this year. 
we um, could have talked about each one for an hour yes. or more, um, but we we squeezed them into one because we'd be here honestly till a week after Dragon Con trying to squeeze everything in. But I think um, just uh, taking a little time and talking about both of these guys and their influence and their legacy is going to be a huge thing. And I'm going to lead the crowd in a sing-along, by God, to the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. I don't care what happens. I think that's the greatest and worst thing I've ever heard. Yep. Uh, 8.30 p.m., and this I do have to follow. Hawk the Slayer. What? (laughs) How did this happen? These guys, the, the director of Hawk the Slayer from 1980... Uh, contacted me. Oh, wow. He sent me email and said, Hey, uh, he just wanted me to, to, you know, uh, support the Kickstarter. Um, cause they're doing a sequel to Hawk the Slayer. And the Hawk the Slayer is just a crazy 1980s fantasy flick. It had Jack Palance in it as a wizard, of course. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, a wizard. They're doing. I think it was Jack Palance playing himself. In, uh, <laughs> I think he was kind of always playing himself. Yes. So they're doing a new one, and they're launching a Kickstarter for it. And the director is back, and one of the stars from the movie is going to be in it. And they are the sweetest guys. And they also tried to come to the convention, but they actually had a conflict, um, and they ended up not being able to come. Uh, but they are. Um, I'm going to help them out. I'm going to. The, they're a Blu-ray of the shows coming of the movies coming soon, and they are going to launch the Kickstarter, and we're right in the middle of it. So uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to watch the movie, and then um, we're going to set up uh, uh, as as Hawk the Slayer, as the awesomeness of Hawk the Slayer is coming to an apex. Then we're leading right into a little show hosted by Mr. Phantom Troublemaker. That's right. This is the big one for me this weekend. Uh, last year, oh. me, me and uh, my friend Miss Lady Flex put on a game show called Whose F Is It Anyway? Uh, standing Room Only. Did did I think it did all right. I think people liked it okay. Uh, or at least some people. Some people did not care for it as much. <laughs> uh, but this year, we decided that we wanted to do something with a little more variety. We wanted to be a little broader. Uh, we, we wanted to have uh, more more to it. So this year, we are doing the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show which is absurd and ridiculous as a title, and that is what you can expect from the games. We have four different games. Uh, We will be taking contestants from the audience, and you better have a strong constitution to witness this and an even stronger one to participate because it will be filthy and dirty, and we will embarrass people and scar them for life because that's what we do. Uh, 
I'm not going to get too deep into the games because I do want there to be an element of surprise and wonder as we present them to the audience. But I will tell you this. One of the rounds is called 10,000 Boner Pyramid. <laughs> and okay. we, we do have prizes. We do have massive audience participation. And I guarantee you are going to have a good time Saturday night, 10 p.m., in the classics track room, it's going to be pretty ridiculous. We've we have gone. We learned a lot last year, and we are applying all of it to this year to create uh, what what I personally think is going to be the most entertaining thing at Dragon Con if you can get into the room for it. <laughs> and then following that, though, no no small feat here following the game show uh how how i guess just let's just say fantastic four yep i mean really what more is there to say this this uh, weekend in particular the new movie yeah as we're taping this the the new movie uh broke the internet <laughs> it sure and, did and maybe a lot of people's hearts it broke it certainly broke me yeah, it, it's tank, uh, to, to be charitable to say it's tanking hard, and deser- I, I, I saw it. Uh, I saw it Thursday night, and deservedly so. It is a greasy turd of cinematic history. Terrific! I, I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. And let me but. just tell you, uh, I have seen Corman's uh, vision of the Fantastic Four, and it is far superior to what I witnessed in 2015. See, that's why we're doing this. Um, well, of course, one of the things that I love doing um, is just getting together with fans and doing stuff in public, and this that's the whole track. That's our whole weekend. But uh, seeing something that was only available at a sci-fi convention for so many years. Yes. Because um, I, I got a copy on VHS, like the very first sci-fi convention I ever went to. Um, of this 1994 movie that never came out. It was never released. And now... It was never supposed to see the light of day. Right. I mean, that wasn't even the intent as it was being filmed. (laughs) And, and today, you know, of course you can see it on YouTube. You can see, you can watch it as we speak. But we're going to watch it with people, which I think is going to be part of the fun. Oh, yeah. And, and, um, well, there's nearly nothing better than sitting in a room full of your fellow nerds watching a movie and being able to freely just enjoy it together. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing. And if uh, and and the FF is going to be fresh in everybody's mind, so that's why I want to show. Now's a perfect time yeah. to show this movie. In front of a group of people who they can say, hey, hey, you know what I did at DragonCon this year is after I saw the quote-unquote Phantom Troublemaker 2015 Grease Turd, <laughs> I went back and I watched the 1994 Roger Corman flick, and you guys, it's better. So there's so much to unpack about the Fantastic Four movie, and we're going to do it at 11.30 that night. It's going to be so much fun. And then around the time you guys finish discussing uh, Fantastic Four, it'll be Sunday at 10 a.m. <laughs> and time for, once again, I'm going to throw that word out, 
a highlight, and, and this is only since last year, the inception of it, but uh, the classic sci-fi roller panel. Yes. The roller panel is for all the panels we did not have time to do. <laughs> and and there's more besides the ones that we're going to talk about roller panel. We just, we just didn't do those at all. Um, but we – there's so much. And it's not just stuff that's anniversaries, although if you look at a list of anniversaries which we've compiled – we go. We got to do that. We got to do that. Oh, why we have to do this? We have to do that also. Uh, but all. But we just don't have enough space. So what we're going to do is, and I have no idea how the idea for this started. <laughs> to you, Gary, do you have any idea? Yeah, how- we were just talking and said, I think it was just a joke that we both went, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs> mm-hmm. So last year, I got every panelist I could. Mm-hmm. I can find, and um, it's got to be a record for panelists. We had like eighteen, nineteen, something like that. And I got a giant die constructed by Mike Dixon, who is a uh, a, a cool guy and a cosplayer who uh, dress dresses as uh, Battlestar Galactica guys and um, uh, a dungeon master from the Dungeon Master's Guide, the old D and D AD and D Dungeon Master's Guide cover. The he picture, like, yes. the picture yeah. of him with the die in his Dungeon Master costume is one of my favorite Dragon Con pictures of all time. So he's going to be there in costume with the giant die, and I'm going to let the audience roll, and we're going to have a mini panel based on whatever comes up on the die. God and help us. <laughs> yes, and anniversaries, anniversaries that we didn't get to. And um, I don't want to say, I don't want to reveal what 1 through 20 on the die are, but um, uh, I will say that one of them is Galactica 1980. Oh, wow. <laughs> and another one is Battlefield Earth. Oh, wow. So I'm hoping somebody rolls it. And if they don't roll it, I'm going to fudge it, and we're going to do millions <laughs> until we get to Battlefield Earth. Joe is going to put a magnet in in the die. <laughs> yep. Wow. So that that is a can't-miss panel, without a doubt. Now, my Sunday here is a little foggy after that point. Um, the only other things I have are Ghostbusters and Twilight Zone. Uh, which Ghostbusters, obviously, one one of the biggest movies of all time and another game-changer for Hollywood. Uh, is that following Sci-Fi Rolla panel? It's around there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be... Um, we've, we've met um, a fun bunch of guys here in my home state of Alabama and in Georgia who are Ghostbusters cosplayers, and they do charity stuff they visit hospitals and they go and um talk to they they go to conventions dressed up they trick out the cars they made their own proton packs and i think they work i'm not sure (laughs) uh but they and and they did they do web series and videos and we're gonna just give them an hour just to have fun um just to show some funny ghostbuster stuff and talk about uh ghost busting and the movies and such and as that. joining their groups and doing stuff with them. Now are these the same guys that did the panel last year? 
Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that that I actually got to see some of that panel, and that was that, those guys were great. That was a really really fun and different panel. It wasn't just like, hey, let's talk about Ghostbusters. It was it was a really fun discussion, really about sort of the the paranormal uh, hunting busting phenomenon a little bit, like and just their inspiration from the movie. That that was good stuff. Uh, Twilight Zone, obviously another massive topic, uh, hugely influential. And uh, how, how did uh, th- this one looks like? It's it's got a special element to it. A film producer, uh, Daniel Griffith. Um, uh, his last name may be Griffiths. I think it's Griffith. He um, produces um, doc- documentaries on sci-fi stuff and. Uh, this isn't the only thing he's done, but he uh, he was very involved in a Twilight Zone mega Blu-ray collection, and I think it may have been the whole series. So that's like a briefcase full yeah. of that's like a truckload of DVDs or and Blu-rays, um, and he was involved in documentaries on that set. So he's here, and he's gonna he's gonna and we're all gonna talk about just. One of the iconic um, shows, most iconic shows um, ever, and um, so we we could just talk. We could spend a day talking about Twilight Zone. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a massive topic. Uh, yeah. That's where my Sunday ends. Although I know there's at least one other panel happening on Sunday because I'm part of it, and it's something I'm very very excited about because I have yes. been. Uh, jealous of the folks that were on the last iteration of this panel, but this year uh, we have Sci Fighters, and <laughs> I believe it is specifically GI Joe versus He Man. Yes, and I don't know which side to take in that battle. He, I mean, GI <laughs> Joe is is my that's my thing. Mm-hmm. But I love me some He Man, so I guess whichever side I end up on, I will I will play my role, but. Well, Ex- explain this to me, because I think this, I've got it. Yeah. Well, did you see our vehicle SmackDown? I didn't, but Michael, this is the one I'm jealous of, because Michael Gordon, uh, who was on that one, has told me about it several times, and I every time he's told me about it, because he was very enthusiastic about it, like he... he uh, it was one of those things where, like, once he got there, he was like, this is great. And he had a wonderful time. Every time he's told me about it, I've been like, I, sh- shit, I wish I'd been there. So yeah, now I, I get to be there. If you look, I believe the flop cast actually has a recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I didn't know that. I want to go hear it now. Because, like I said, Michael has told me about it uh, several it, times. Enthusiastically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what, we, what we do is we set up a bracket system. Like the so, NCAA tournament, and we let the fans vote. All right, wait, wait, wait. Joe Crow, you <laughs> know I don't understand this NCAA tournament nonsense. Are we talking King of the Ring? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. King of the Ring style. Now, do, yes. we, do we take the suggestions from the audience? It's a mix. Okay. There yeah. are people we know that are going to be on there, and we have open slots for audience. Okay, voting. okay, good, good, good. Solid. And then we do audio. Then the panel will debate. Okay, this person's facing this person. Who wins? And back and forth. And then we put it to a vote with the crowd. So man at arms versus clutch. 
Mm-hmm. And sure. we have to discuss that. I yep. love yes. it. I love it. Yeah. This is actually what hope is. The, hmm? Go ahead, Joe. My, 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 hope is, my hope is we get cosplayers. Oh, sure. I want to get pictures of these guys facing off. Facing off, absolutely. Yes. That, yeah. And, and what's funny is that that happens unsolicited at yeah. the Classics panels because the G.I. Joe panel we did a couple years ago. Oh, we ended up with some fantastic sneak peek. A guy dressed up as sneak peek. The guy with the giant green periscope <laughs> showed up. My favorite yes. G.I. Joe cosplay I've ever seen. But, uh, you know, one of our guys, Noel, is is in the finest, one of the G.I. Joe cosplay groups. And I know for a fact they are going to be in full effect in the Classics track at least a couple of times throughout the weekend. So we're we're going to see some cool stuff. Yeah, this is currently tentatively scheduled for two thirty on Sunday. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so, which um, let's see, at one o'clock we've got Back to the Future and anniversary, and what's the special one on that, Joe? Um, uh, um, well, uh, the, one of the special <laughs> things is uh, it's now at five thirty. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> see, and Joe is giving out free hoverboards. That's no. right. <laughs> The second yeah, special thing high. that's that's not happening. The second special thing is we're backing up a manure truck. <laughs> and the third thing is um, we're doing a costume contest. Oh, uh, Back to the Future costume contest, and um, that's really we could have just again we could have done a costume contest for every panel that we have. Um, but we're going to talk. I think Back to the Future was so big that we're, we can do more than one panel. So we're going to do that, and we're going to hopefully have some people dressed up as Doc Brown. And we have fabulous oh, for prizes. Sure. Trademark. It's going to be a hoot. Everything is. It's all good. So Sunday. Uh, that's as far as we've got on Sunday. I think yeah, we also uh, have uh, more- Stump the Geeks. Oh, right. Yeah. Every year, Stump the Geeks, which, uh, do you know who your panel is yet this year? Um, Stump the Geeks is where the trademark, if there is a trademark <laughs> of the classics track, the Hulk alone <laughs> has got to be it. Hulk. 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 Tell us about, Hulk. tell us about Stump the Geeks. Tell us about the Hulk cologne. Okay. Uh, uh, the, Hulk cologne was just this crazy thing I saw on the web years ago, and I thought, well, that's just silly. I have to get some of that. <laughs> and then um, that same year, I started hosting a game show on uh, the Classic Tracks, uh, and, and, I, and I thought, you know what? If they miss the question, I'm going to spray them with Hulk cologne. <laughs> and it took off so huge after that first year of people being drenched in a, this – toxic fume of Hulk cologne that the next year people came back saying, hey, is this the panel with the Hulk cologne? <laughs> they would deliberately fudge questions so they could get sprayed with oh, Hulk cologne. That, that's people who did not know what the Hulk cologne smelled like, I'm assuming. Exactly. Because yeah. once you know, you will never miss a question again. Yeah. Nope. Yes. And, and literally, we will have... There, there are two reactions. People either... Resig- you know, with resignation, sitting their hands and their head in their hands, sure. or fleeing from the room. We <laughs> <laughs> have had some literally in the room before. Well, and and I will say this right now: whatever panel follows Stump the Geeks, oh, <laughs> that that should be like 
the the naughty list panel. Like any panelists that have misbehaved or, or whatever throughout the weekend should have to follow that one because that <laughs> room is ripe <laughs> for a while. Yep. Yeah. Well, we get a little That's enthusiastic a- with the spritzing. Uh, it's understandable. A little bit. A little, little bit. It's uh, drunk with power. That's what we enthusiasm is the benchmark of the classics track. And uh, one fun thing we like to do is uh, Gary and I, and we open this up to everybody. Um, as prizes, we go through our attic, basement, old boxes, and we collect geeky stuff, and we give that out as prizes. Yeah. And um, we've had people come in and bring their stuff to give away. And Last year, ep- issues of famous monsters of Filmland were prizes. Oh, the oh, yeah. ma- and- the the yes, magazines that were brought in last year were incredible. I've got a couple of of classic horror monster magazines that I'd like never even seen before, and somebody had just brought this stuff in. Like, yeah, give it away. It's cool. Gary is never going to forgive me. Go no. ahead, tell him what I gave away. Oh no, he gave away. Oh God, there's so many things I'm not forgiving you for. The famous <laughs> monsters is one of them. Where in? No, it's just like he, I, he's literally handing the magazine. I see the cover. I'm like, no, wait! <laughs> you got to let me look through this stuff before you give it away. And Joe's like, "No, you work here. You don't get any of it." Yes, <laughs> you will get nothing. Yes, I did manage to snag a copy of. There was one of my gateway drugs into to, to sci-fi fantasy as a kid. Was one of my aunts got me a subscription in the mid late seventies, early eighties to a magazine called Fantastic Films, which is out of print, but it was. Very much a, a kind of a Starlog vein of here's behind the scenes opinion articles, oh, ads, sure. yeah, yeah, and it really, I mean, it the advertisements in it for Rocky Horror Picture Show were nothing but the bloody words Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, no photographs, no description, just see this. Oh and wow, I'm like, it's all bloody. It's got to be terrifying. <laughs> Well, and that's funny because I saw it. So, so for years, I thought, "Oh God, that's going to be some sort of terrifying movie." I I remember having that same feeling because I, you know, obviously seeing Rocky Horror for in in magazines. I guess I don't know how I first started seeing it, but I, I guess for a very long time they kept it to just the bloody words, and that's all I knew about it. And the first time I saw it, I thought I was getting ready to see something on par with like Evil Dead. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then it wasn't very different. Very different experience. <laughs> um, so which scene so- are you thinking of, Joe? That you gave away. <laughs> um, it was it was it was magazines, and okay. um, yeah, I totally like I I could see the the moment that Gary's heart broke in slow motion, like Ralph Wiggum on the. <laughs> <laughs> I choo choo choose you. <laughs> uh, so Sunday is is packed as as every day is. Uh, but then Monday, I you know what? I didn't even know until a few years ago that there was programming on Monday. And to this day, I still tend to leave on Monday morning because after Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm just ready to get back to the family. Uh, but Monday, you guys have some strong stuff as well, starting once again at 8.30 a.m. Uh, with superhero Versary. Because this year, we have quite a few uh, of our heroes celebrating a 75th anniversary. And you guys it's are just going to take a look yeah. at them. Yeah, we um, 
uh, 8.30 a.m. on Monday last year, uh, we did a Batman anniversary panel, and people were out the door. They were waiting on us to open the door at 8.30. And um, so we said, well, we got to do that again. And we're going to do – we're going to stay in the uh, in the comic book realm, and we're going to talk about uh, the 75th anniversary of Robin, Catwoman, the Joker, and uh, the entire – almost the entire Justice Society. <laughs> they all started in 1940, and um, we're going to – there's so, so much good superhero – pulpy, domino mask wearing people and talk all about all that stuff. And then after that, uh, this is one that I, I am seriously considering trying to sort of rearrange my checkout time or something uh, because it's James Bond, the James Bond movies. There are three different anniversaries this year. Uh, Thunderball and Goldeneye obviously significant uh, moments from the Bond franchise, but A View to a Kill is near and dear to me because it's one of the movies that my mom took me to the theater to see. I have very specific memories of seeing that movie in the theater, and I'd, I'd love to talk about it. Um, I, I, I really would like to try and figure out how to be there for that one, but that's an exciting panel. Any Bond panel is exciting. Uh, but this one, I mean, these are three Thunderball, which was, um, I, 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 to me, Thunderball is the one that made James Bond a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, a View to a Kill is Roger Moore at his campy best. I mean, when you when you've got Grace Jones and Christopher Walken in a movie together, yeah. that's just madness. And mm-hmm. then Gold, Goldeneye, which is the height. Of well, it's not modern Bond anymore. The height of pre-Daniel Craig modern Bond. You know, Goldeneye hailed as really the only post-Moore Bond movie that people consider to be fantastic. And so there are three big heavy hitters for James Bond. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you, who do you got? Who do you Another guys have lined up for one that? Too, that one was pitched to us by Van. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's a huge Van Allen, Mexico. Yeah, that makes sense. It's going to be him, Bobby Nash, and uh, Dr. Vigay. Very nice. And then at 11.30, 80s cartoons. And this one, this is another one from the folks at Retro Blasting. So this mm-hmm. this is a panel where you're going to get edumacated. Uh 80s cartoons, one season wonders, which there are plenty of those. Because as we all know, cartoons in the 80s were designed as commercials for toy lines. Mm-hmm. So... There were constant attempts to launch new cartoon franchises, and there are tons of, uh, you know, my, my uh, kind of one of my holy grails of toys and of cartoons are the Inhumanoids, and that was oh. a one season wonder. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still love that show. Yeah, I, I, I it, Shout Factory needs to get on that, and I'm sure yeah. they will at some point. But uh, I very much want to have those. But there's tons. Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Um, there's, there's centurions, lots of good stuff there and it's retro blasting. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, and is that, does that wrap it up? Uh, there are two that you, you didn't list that are on the list that we got to talk about. Yeah. Um, we're doing the flash nineties TV show. 
Oh, yes, because John Wesley Shipp is at Con. Mm-hmm, and it's yes. the 25th anniversary. Yes, yes. And also, that is currently available uh, to stream from CW Seed, which is the CW's uh, online streaming site, like their mm-hmm. version of Netflix, sort of. And I highly recommend you go check it out, because that show is a direct result of the success of Michael Keaton's Batman. Mm-hmm. And I adored it at the time and still thoroughly enjoy what it represents for 90s superhero dumb. Uh, so, yeah, when is, that, do you, when is that tentatively scheduled? Uh, tentatively uh, t- Sunday. Hmm? Okay. <laughs> yeah. At some point during the weekend. <laughs> yes, put it in the app and it will pop up when it's time. Mm-hmm. Yep, but John Wesley's ship is there, and the funny thing, uh, a funny thing, a couple of years ago, I was trolling Twitter looking for celebrities, and I was going to you know, try to get contact with them and invite them to uh, see if they would you know, apply to, to be at Dragon Con, and and um, just making contacts, you know, just uh, doing, my, doing my thing, and I thought well, I, it would be great to get John Wesley's ship, and his representative said he's really busy. Um, he, he's, he's, he's doing, he's, he's filming something. He's really busy. Little did I know that it was the flash TV show. Oh, wow. So that's why he couldn't come until now. How great (laughs) is that? There's not a better reason. Um, the, nobody tributes this show from the, the original flash TV show, like the new flash show. Mm-hmm. But we're going to give it a shot. Yes. And the other one we haven't mentioned that we're going to throw out there is uh, the Geek Year. This is another one I'm proud of the title. Uh, Geek Years, NTD5, and 1990, the years of almost good sequels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you've, with that tantalizing title, you've got to drop the names of some of these almost good sequels. Robocop 2? Oh, no. Creepshow uh, Gremlins 2? 2. Gremlins 2, yes. Now, I will defend Creepshow 2 and Gremlins 2 to anyone. <laughs> oh, us too. Uh, yeah. I will not yeah. touch Robocop 2, however. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure somebody will. Yeah, Rocky 5. Oh, Rocky 5. Oh, Another 48 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the movie where the stars hated each other so much they would not film scenes together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I re- actually recently watched 48 Hours. I think it was on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I don't remember which one it was. But I watched 48 Hours, and I was like, I, I had forgot. It had been years since I watched it, and I'd mm-hmm. forgotten just how good it was mm-hmm. and just how much of a benchmark of the R-rated action comedies that it was, if not the first. I mean, it was it was certainly among the first. It's one um, of the ones that solidified Murphy as a cinema star. Oh, sure. And uh, I was like, "Wow, that was amazing! I want to watch the I want to watch the next one now." And I think I actually had to pay to rent the next one from Amazon. Like, I don't think it was Prime. I think mm-hmm. it was one of the ones where you have to pay like three bucks or whatever. And I was like, "I don't care! I'm dying to see it right now!" And I put it on. and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is happening." <laughs> I'd rather watch The Golden Child. Yo, um, so yeah, that so that's that's fun and see right there. Uh, the, all of this stuff sparks conversation. It sparks 
that that enthusiasm for things that that we love and we're familiar with or for things that maybe we haven't thought about in a decade, but that we have these memories of like that were part of our formation, that were part of who we are. Uh, and, and you think, oh my gosh, I remember seeing that in the theater. I remember watching that on HBO or whatever the case may be. It's all just so exciting to look back on those things and, and to look at them now through the eyes of yourself 10, 15, 20 years later. And mm-hmm. that's, that's again, the magic of the track. Uh, anything else you guys want to put over before we wrap it up? Oh, so many things that we wanted to do that we just couldn't fit in. Like, we really, really wanted to do a Breakfast Club and John Hughes films, but just no room. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to – it's all going to be great. <laughs> we're, we're just going to knock out the park what, what, what we've got, and we'll um, – it's just I, – I, I can't recommend going to any other tracks. <laughs> yeah. I love the other tracks. I wish I had time to go to them. <laughs> uh, there's so, so, so much going on at Dragon Con every year. And we we are super pumped to get anybody who walks into the track room door. Um, and you guys are going to have a great time doing whatever you do. Um, but um, it's uh, we, we we try to do panels that we would want to see and so that's that that that's um a little extra twist maybe a little extra spice added to the the panel business i get that you know most people don't go to cons for panels but if you do i highly recommend the american sci-fi classics track yes well one of the things i always say about dragon con every single year uh, you should do something that you don't normally do at least once because you can take out of those four days, you can take an hour out of your weekend and try something different. Uh, whether you go down to the gaming room and sit it on a game for a little while, uh, whether you go to a screening, whether you go to maybe a pool party of something that you hadn't really considered doing. Try something different, and if you haven't tried the Classics track, find something that sounds interesting to you, put it in your app, and preferably do this on Friday, because per- I will personally guarantee you, once you have witnessed a Classic track panel, you will want more. So I highly mm-hmm. recommend you find a Friday panel on the Classics track to attend, check it out, and I guarantee there will be at least a couple more that you want to see throughout the weekend because it's just we're we're the most charming bunch of folks you're going to meet at Dragon Con. <laughs> I, I I will take the Pepsi challenge with anyone else. You're going to have more fun with us. Mm-hmm. Agree. And I think it becomes from our biggest philosophy is. Uh, that Joe and I live by is there are no guilty pleasures. There's just pleasure. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. And so we, the whole weekend is a dedicated to a celebration of whatever obscure thing you like that you hold dear in your nerdy little heart. Bring it to us. We'll put it up, and we're not going to make fun of it. We're not going to belittle you. We're going to go. This is awesome. You're right. Yes, absolutely. And um, I, I also want to mention that you know if you come in. And you see the panels, talk to Joe and Gary and say, 
you know, I'd, I'd love to be on that panel. And if you can't do it this year, maybe they'll get you in next year. But that that's how you get into this stuff. The danger of that is once they get their claws into you, <laughs> you will never escape. Nope. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on again. I absolutely love talking to you, uh, the enthusiasm for the, the subject matter. You know, we all share it, and it's all so much fun. And, and again, that's the magic of the track. But uh, I, I, I look forward to this episode all year long, and I look forward to seeing you guys in just a couple of weeks. Sweetness. Yeah, same here. I mean, this is this is my big every year keeps me sane the rest of, you know, the other 51 weeks of the year. <laughs> it, as, as crazy as it gets for Joe and I sometimes trying to plan this thing and run it, oh, you know, I need like three days after the con to recover. But it's just like, yes, my people. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll see you soon. See ya. You guys, I tend to think of myself as a fairly thorough host who covers all the bases, but I this time at the end of the show... I had such a good time just talking to these guys. I forgot to do my normal deal and have them uh, tell us where we can follow along online with the classic track. So I'm going to do it now. You want to go to Twitter. You want to follow at Classic Track. And that is where you can find all of the most up-to-the-minute news about what's going on with the classic track. You're going to want to go to classicsci-fi.dragoncon.org which is the website where the schedule will be posted at some point. And you're going to want to go to Facebook and join the American Sci-Fi Classics group where that's really the the one that's updated the most, the one that's most current, and the one that's the most interactive. If you've got ideas, if you want to be on panels, that's the place to be. You can also, while you're there on Facebook, go ahead and stop by the Needless Things podcast group Join in on our conversation. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know where you're going to be at Dragon Con. Find out about the meetup. And also visit NeedlessThingsSite.com where we have the podcast and also five days a week of other sorts of entertainment. And finally, ESOPodcast.com. We are a proud part of the ESO Network. Uh, you can find us and all the other ESO podcasts there. You guys, Dragon Con is right around the corner. Seriously, I really encourage you to show up at the Hilton Pool at 8 p.m. on Sunday for the uh, Needless Things Meetup. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, go to Facebook, join the group, so you'll know if we end up changing where it's going to be. I'd feel really bad if somebody shows up at the pool and they're like, where are you guys? Uh, anyway, lots more Dragon Con goodness to come. Uh, hang in there, tune in, spread the word, share it. I love you guys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.